As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. podcast on the athletic <laughs> network yes i'm back it's wednesday november 23rd 2022 j.e skeets here back from the dead i don't have my eye patch but i'm in the classic factory alongside me as always tas Mellis. great to have you back hey next to him it's the bearded woman top shot hot boy trey kirby hey yo and last but not least still getting in his reps the reigning defending Undisputed, no dunks, heavyweight champion of the world, Jerome Chang. <laughs> Where's your belt? Where, where's my belt? Well, Jesus! I thought where's you were the thing, J.D.? What's <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, J.D. in the back, of course, making sure everything is running perfectly. There he is. Uh, kudos to you guys for holding it down yesterday. A flawless show. A classic, some would say. Some flaws. But, oh, yeah, we got... Yeah, some flaws. That was fun. It was fun. It was a fun show. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun just watching it. I'll tell yeah. you that. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Comment, like, subscribe, and thrive. I definitely feel a lot better. I think I sound better. Mm-hmm. I think the podcast listeners are like, all right, he's good. Yep. I look like complete shit, though, because uh, the cold made its way from my chest to my nose right into my eye duct. <laughs> got an eye cold. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, I couldn't find the eye patch, like I said, but there is an option. I could go mm. like Brian from Breakfast Club and just wear sunglasses if you wanted. So do you want to see the uh, the, the freak eye fly or do you want no, sunglasses? No, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty I'm gross. good with the glasses. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I feel like, don't, what's that guy's, uh, Michael Anthony Hall, is that his name? Isn't there that meme where his like, glasses like pop down or something like that? I feel like that. No, no, no. Trey, you got to look me in the eye today. Uh, Which it's one? pretty gross. I would go with the right one. for the open one. I would go with the right one. Get your No Dunks merch. Go back to Jerome. He's got on the Classic Factory purple hoodie. Uh, you can go cop that at nodunks.com. That's nice. Looks good. You, uh, you pointed it out, Jerome. Oh, the hat, too. Uh, very Raptors-like with mm-hmm. the colors there. I hadn't thought about that. Match it with your starter jacket. It's a really good complimentary pair together. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, treat yourself this Thanksgiving week to the Athletics Deal of the Year. A dollar a month for 12 months. Sounds too good to be true. It, it does. But I checked, and it's real. <laughs> it's the opposite of inflation. Go to theathletic.com uh, slash no dunks for that deal. Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. $12. Again, set your alert from 11 months and 28 days from now. Or whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I and like cancel that. it. And cancel it. And then resubscribe. Probably a good deal coming next year, 12 months from now yeah. as well. You get I know you're Black not... Friday deal every I year. I know. Yeah. You keep saying, it's interesting. You keep saying $12 for the year. Yeah. And I keep saying a dollar a month for 12 months, obviously. Um, <laughs> okay. Which one is better sounding? Oh. That's all. 
that's a that's a tough call. I think like a dollar is nothing, yeah, but then exactly. you say twelve dollars a year. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Too. Yeah, the other way you have to think about things, like a dollar a month mm. for twelve months. It's like it's twelve bucks a year. Are you you know? I don't know. Simply three dollars a quarter. <laughs> right. No big deal. It's easy. Let's get the poll up. Which sounds better, <laughs> dollar a month for the for the year or twelve dollars? Uh, uh, when I was in retail, they they would always that was always part of the the deal. They would always say. You know, if it you always have nineteen ninety nine versus something like twenty bucks, never say twenty dollars. Nineteen just sounds never. way lower never. than twenty. Yeah. So, yeah, the, there there's some science behind it. How about this? How about this? Just three cents a day for the next year. Oh, holy! People do you can that. Find three pennies on the ground. You did the math, maybe. On wow, that's... twelve divided by three sixty five. Jeez, you're good. Well, I saw Wait, people that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. horrible. It's <laughs> a little high. I gotta go back into <laughs> that part. That's probably what the price is in Canada because I saw some people subscribing in Canada and it's over twelve bucks. It's twelve American. It's like fifteen. I just thought oh, about this. Do you think I just the numbers? Smacks. They just wait. No, it's. Oh, he's, 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 Doesn't make sense. What? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, three cents a day. I think it's yeah. still right. Twelve hundred cents is yeah. twelve dollars. You got it right. Divided by three hundred sixty-five days, it's three three point two eight cents yeah. per day. It's almost right. like Pi Day. Almost. <laughs> Do you think the athletic was mad at us uh, a couple weeks ago when we were trying to create a thirteenth month? Uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. In March, because it would ruin their whole Black Friday deal here. I think so. Yeah, the March. Subscription actually costs four hundred dollars, so it's a tough. It's <laughs> but a tough it's the one. best month. Yeah, it's the best month, the best content. Um, unfortunately, or perhaps fortunately, we haven't yet instituted the thirteenth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Next year. All right, go to theathletic.com/slash/nodunks. Get this <laughs> deal, however you want it. Uh, all right, as you can tell, it's going to be a zany show. This is our final no dunk show of the week, uh, taking Thursday and Friday off for Thanksgiving, of course, here in the states. We've got some Thanksgiving-themed questions a little bit later, some fun cues that everybody can chime in on the stream team as well. But let's talk about the games last night. I guess we'll just start with the Boo Birds. Ben Simmons <laughs> gets booed, but then his team loses in the Philly homecoming, 115-106. Ben Simmons said the boos weren't that bad. I agree. Yeah? You thought they'd be worse? I thought they'd be louder. Okay. I guess they're just... You'd think Philly fans are going to bring it, but... I think it's softened. I think they just don't care as much. I think it's just not as fresh or whatever the reason is. Yeah. I thought it would be louder. I thought they'd okay. be mad. Uh, I, I don't get the excuse, though. The, listen, the Sixers came out and fought a wonderful game. They scrapped. Paul Reed coming off the bench with 19 and 10. The fact that they had uh, the offensive rebound advantage 20 to 4 really tells the cool. picture there. Uh, they had 19 more shots really tells the story right there. While the Nets seemingly they're shooting 50% going into the break, maybe they'd get by on talent. But what is their excuse? What is their excuse going into the break? I thought, well, maybe it's their last game before Thanksgiving. I know some people can take the you know the the week off and mm. just chill out, but they got to go into Canada today. They're gonna go get smacked by the Raptors today on Wednesday night. There's no Thanksgiving in Canada. No, There's that's no just ex- a normal week in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Just Wednesday. They're gonna get <laughs> smacked because if they bring this this lack of effort every night, we can get into the details. Philly brought it, and the Nets didn't. And Simmons was absolutely fine uh, in this game, uh, but the fact is. His teammates did not scrap and fight, and and new Nets head coach Jacques Vaughn was saying it after the game, over and over and over again. I got to play guys who play hard, but looking up and down the lineup, who is he talking about? I'm not sure because he's starting now. He's most of the minutes went to Durant, Irving, Simmons. Yeah, it's not Royce O'Neal, the guy who's been balling all year, or Nick Claxton, the, the fifth guy in that starting lineup. I doubt it. So I don't know who he turns to. Uh, that was a really disappointing loss to me for. Again, what we talked about yesterday on yesterday's show, in March, on March 10th, what was supposed to be the Simmons versus Nets game when his back was hurt, they got destroyed. So I thought that the Nets – oh, I'm sorry, the Sixers got destroyed. I'm all backwards. I'm all backwards. Sixers You're got destroyed in that game. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am, and I'm worried about this being a bad show. I am being a last show before Thanksgiving. Always worried. I know we got shorts coming on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. You should check out all our social streams. But at the same time – uh, yeah, I screwed that up. Anyways, it was disappointing. It was very disappointing. I don't know if it was loud or not. It was hard to tell. <laughs> uh, you know, of course Ben Simmons is going to say, I think it should be louder. Jacques Vaughn did say, this is a Vince Vaughn earmuffs night. So maybe the language was just bad. Right. I think it's just hard to tell on TV. But I did, in general, I thought Ben Simmons performed pretty well. Yeah. I liked that he was shushing the crowd after missing a layup and then putting it back right away. Mm-hmm. The guy hit the Jordan shrug after making free throws. <laughs> Great moment when he had to shoot technical free throws all by himself. 
He came to the line, missed two in the second half, bricking for chicken. Yep. It was all perfect, but he didn't really do much in the second half of this game. Six assists, but just one shot. That being said, I thought Simmons acquitted himself quite well for being back in Philadelphia. The problem is, is that Philadelphia really cared about the game without Joel Embiid out there. It was just guys being dudes. Tobias Harris, he was like in trade rumors earlier in the day, comes back and had an incredible second half, sprained his ankle, looked like another Philadelphia 76ers injury, but 15 points on 7 of 13, 3 assists in the second half. He really put the team on his back. And then guys like Paul Reed, Shake Milton, George Niang, they all had moments where they were just kind of taking it to uh, the Nets. 20 <laughs> offensive rebounds is pretty crazy. And Paul Reed was just running wild inside yeah. as the biggest, baddest dude out there. And he's like the third string center for the Philadelphia 76ers. So, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe seeing no Embiid out there gave the Nets a reason to kind of slack off a little bit. Maybe no Embiid out there is part of the reason uh, that the vitriol for Simmons wasn't as bad as people were expecting. But this is an awesome win uh, for Philadelphia. With all their guys out, basically any win is a good win. So to get this one against a team that was favored and probably should have won the game, I think yeah. it's nice for Philly. I did not have uh, George Niang talking shit to Kevin Durant <laughs> on my bingo card from this game. I mean, that was a lot of fun. He was, yeah. like, chirping nonstop last night at KD. KD was laughing at it, but he <laughs> did have a great game. They've just played way harder than the Nets did. I think they just thought talent alone will get the victory here. And yeah, fine. Ben Simmons was okay. I think the bar is so hilariously low for this guy at this point that like we all like were like, wow, he got a couple assists. Oh my God, good job. Yeah, it it's has, like, it's I guess you got to start there to then build up to hopefully all-star Ben Simmons. He was non-existent in the final, what, five minutes of the fourth quarter of this game? Did he do anything? No, but... His whole team sort of laid an egg. Uh, and the Sixers deserved this win. They just played a lot harder. Yeah, there's there's flashes of old Ben, but uh, it, it's not full Ben. No, it, no. Towards the end of the second quarter, that steal on DeAnthony Melton there. Where Melton he po- popped was at, it then ahead. Yeah, Melton was sort of close to the midcourt line, and that was Ben Simmons. That was cool. Ball. Yeah, and that was just after he went to the free throw line, so he was feeling good. He, he doesn't feel like Ben. Uh, but, yeah, the the way he yeah he, he stole that ball, got on the floor, and knocked it forward. And then <laughs> with the, the defensive steal, just, you know, he's, he flexed to the Philadelphia 76ers bench, which was felt more like Ben. But he, uh, you know, the line is fine. But, yeah, the, the, we have definitely lowered the bar. All-star Ben uh, is not the, the barometer anymore. But overall, yeah, he he faced the Boo Birds, and he did all right. And that was mm-hmm. entirely fine. Uh at the same time, it's yeah disappointing to see the Nets, yeah not have a not 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 throw a punch against this a lot of third string guys as you said. Doc Rivers does get a lot out of you know big deep rotations at times, Definitely. and I know people will make fun of Doc Rivers, but this was his type of game. Right. <laughs> you know, George Niang, you go get this thing. You go talk <laughs> trash. Go get it, George. <laughs> you know he was throwing he was throwing up prayers. He doesn't have the uh, you know the wiggle to to score at the rim really, but he got bumped. Threw it up, hit the backboard, went in, and that's when he talked to to KD. It was was a good. It was obviously a great win. Uh, they're they're at nine and eight. While yeah, the uh, Nets are disappointing at eight and ten. Let's move on to De'Aaron Fox. Star Fox scored thirty two. Kings beat the Grizzlies for their seventh straight win. The beam was lit. Yeah, baby. Oh my goodness. This is unreal what's going on here with the Kings. They nearly gave it away. This was the Kings. They did not this want to light the impressive. beam if we're being honest. They played really well for like three quarters, but like down the stretch, they had seven turnovers in the final five minutes. And, uh, you know, free throws go the other way. They maybe lose this game, but they pull it out. And that's what, you know, good teams do uh, can, can sort of like hold on, I guess. Because I thought they played really, really phenomenally in the third quarter and then flipped They played the head great forth. up until that fourth quarter, yeah. and it switched from trying to win the game to trying not to lose the yeah. game. And the press from Memphis was throwing off Sacramento really bad. I thought De'Aaron Fox was, like, pooping his pants out there. He had mm-hmm. some disgusting turnovers. They got lucky uh, with one of them, what should have been a backcourt violation, but uh, I think it was a foul call uh, on Harrison Barnes. Barnes actually had a really nice game, but it, it definitely felt like a throwback to old Kings teams. Seeing that last six minutes when it looked like the Grizzlies, their extra effort, the fact that Ja was able to come back, Westbrook style. Looked like he was going to be out for weeks. He's suddenly back right away. He gets to the line. All he's got to do is make three free throws. Missed the first one, and he was so pissed. You saw him, like, take the ball back like he was going to throw it at the rim, I thought was very funny. And then they had a chance. They almost got it, right? I mean, that was actually a bad call on Moran. That should not have been a foul, but they had a chance. He just was into the lane too early, and maybe that's a little bit of a makeup call there. They're like, 
Yeah, you probably shouldn't be taking free, three free throws, but we're not going to let this one slide. So, a nice win for the Kings to be able to hang on there, but uh, I was worried we were going to have to mothball the the beam video right yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't feeling good at the end. Yeah, behind the scenes, we were chatting. Are, are we putting up this beam video if the Kings win? Yeah, undoubtedly. Then we, we stopped talking about it because we didn't want to jinx the whole scenario. And because that that was a wild, wild ending. And then, then you said, I'm going to do YouTube and TikTok, and that's when they followed John Moran. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought it was over. That Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, it, it, that, that was a bad call, number one. Yes. Um, but Malik Monk stepped up and hit two big free throws at the other end with four seconds left, Kings up one. John Morant was right up in Malik Monk's ear at the free throw line, just yapping, even when he got – he was about to shoot his free throw. I think he let out a yell there from, from, yeah. from the three-point line. Malik Monk stepped up, hit two big free throws, and then Morant couldn't couldn't produce the other way. But obviously, they miss Desmond Bain, uh, oh, his yes. shot creation beside uh, John Morant, who came back early. Hopefully, Bain comes back early for them. Jaron Jackson Jr. isn't isn't the creator uh, that Desmond Bain. They just need Bain running around screens. You saw a thirty shot game Monday from Dylan Brooks. They are desperate for for somebody to create out there. But on the other side of the Kings, they got. They got creators all over the place right now. <laughs> you're, you're liking what you're seeing. <laughs> well, Malik Monk off the bench. Even guys are just passing. Like Malik yeah. Monk, you don't necessarily consider a passer, but there was that one where he got under the rim and found Kevin Herter at the three-point line. Four assists for Malik Monk. He was doing it last year with the Lakers, a lot of ball handling, and he showed that he's able to do that to uh, a guy like Kevin Herter, who, as KD has said, uh, on his podcast is shooting like Steph or Clay right now. And I thought, come on, what are you, what, is it Steph or Clay? And I think what he's saying is that the ease coming off his hands, because that's a KD thing. If, if One of my favorite moments is watching KD up close and personal, is just the smoothness of it all. And it's just flowing off uh, Kevin Herter's fingertips, uh, who is balling in this one. He's just been balling. Chemezi met two off the bench. Business, five of yep. seven off the bench. The Kings are, yeah, I, I don't want to jinx it, but yes, it doesn't get better than this. It does. You, you, this is. Aren't, aren't you guys aren't high? Are you high on the Kings right oh now? Oh my god! How, how I've been talking feeling? about the Kings for like two weeks. Absolutely, straight. Yeah. the over in the preseason. Yeah, of course we're in on the Kings. Yeah, but everybody's gotta, in on the Kings. Everybody's in on the Kings, but are we over? Like they're ten and six. That's even more impressive. That's like a, a fifty. They're like plus third win. in the Western Conference right now. Yeah, that's a fifty-plus win team. I know you're high on the Kinks, but where 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 are we settling here? <laughs> I think we, you would this, like this to see team? a little bit more defense paired with yeah. this incredible offense, which I've said before earlier this week. I think when I was here, it's like they play like uh, Drew League type basketball for you know 45 minutes, and then we'll 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 hunker down for a couple minutes, try and get some stops, really commit to the defensive end for a small stretch, and that's been enough. I think you want to change that a little bit. A little bit more balance from uh, the defense on the floor. But Harrison Barnes coming up uh, recently, last couple games, after a very slow start to the season, has sort of broken out a bit more. You know, Keegan Murray's got this back injury. He's not giving them a ton. But I love that Sabonis in a game like last night, where he only scores nine points, he struggles to score. He still took care on the glass. He's still their playmaker. I think he had eight assists, which probably led the team. Things will operate through him, sort of in that high post area, uh, coming around, handoffs and stuff like that. So... You know, they look uh, – they, the ball is finding everyone. That is the part that's really enjoyable to watch about this team. And, yeah, they're they're the feel-good story of the NBA, mm-hmm. without a doubt. And I, I think a lot of people's, I don't know, second-favorite team right now outside of your first-favorite team. Yeah, Simonis uh, as that primary creator, really. Yeah. I, know, I know it's him and Fox uh, sharing the duties. But, yeah, it's hard to stop if everybody's feeding off them. And, uh, yeah, the ball has energy right now with the Kings. The defense could have some more energy for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Suns hold on to win 115-105. The big story, though, from this one, the Lakers, Patrick Beverly, ejected once again. Things got chippy in the fourth. Let's just go right to it. Four minutes or so left in the game. Uh, Beverly ejected for shoving DeAndre Ayton. Mm. Following a foul called on Booker um, against Austin Reeves, he popped him in the face. He he got assessed a flagrant one uh, after review, but here's the play for everybody on YouTube. Ayton sort of steps to Reeves, you know, not over him, but right beside him, and Patrick Beverly took offense to that. <laughs> Comes charging in and just, uh, you know, drops the shoulder, yeah. takes the big man down. I think he trips over Reeves after he gets hit there. But... Table-topped him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, what do you think here? I mean, how many games, uh, if any, are coming to Patrick Beverly? Tossed from this one, of course, but do you think the league will come down a little harder? 
The no arm shove. I like that. I mean, it was a straight, straight up body check yeah. uh, that he gave him a, a shoulder to the back, and that's what the Suns were saying after the game. If you're going to hit somebody, you're going to push somebody. Do it to the front. Right. Uh, so he's got to run around. <laughs> he's got to run around Reeves, and then and jump then over jump over him. Reeves, and then chest I like him. That. Yeah. yeah, he was. He's kind of trying to be sly uh, with, uh, you know, with like going over there and hitting him rather than just shoving him, but. Yeah, you got to look the man in the face. Otherwise, you're getting a game. I think he's getting a game, and I think he's okay with that because, as we heard everybody on the Lakers say after the game, love it. Love that he's got our back. Love it. So I think he'll get a game. Yeah, I think he'll get a game. He seems to be expecting it. This, to me, is almost a non-story because I feel like everything went the way it should have. They actually called a flagrant foul on Devin Booker. He He fouled Reeves on the arm first. Then he hit him in the face. That's a flagrant one. DeAndre Ayton got a tech for taunting for standing over Austin Reeves. That's the right call. I think Beverly sticking up for his teammates, totally fine. I actually agree with Devin Booker. Push him in the back is kind of weak. Everybody thinks that Beverly's going to get suspended. He probably will. He deserves it. And, like, he should stick up for his teammates. Maybe it'll bring the Lakers together. The Suns are right to be mad that he knocked over one of their guys. So, to me, this is just, like, good stuff. Good competitive <laughs> basketball out there <laughs> it was competitive yeah, basketball like, the, the fact that i don't the, see a problem with what happened at all yeah i think the biggest problem is a lot of people pointed out that the refs maybe let it get a little too out of control the the chirping and the barking and all that that the plays prior to this leading up to right beverly taking offense to eaton you know stepping two reeves or over him or whatever uh that it could have been maybe prevented if they had thrown a tech out in advance or cal- you know calmed everybody down mm-hmm. i think that's true who knows who knows it's patrick beverly i mean it doesn't take much to get him uh, fired up to, to stand up for his team but and the suns that's are it. huge trash i agree talkers. with you though like yeah. the suns tr- talk trash to literally everybody so it was only a matter of time before somebody pushed one of their guys in the back yeah of course it was beverly yeah yeah it was the other end of the floor where anthony davis was getting into it with deandre Ayton, yeah uh, and then Ayton was angry and so even though devin booker was the guy who uh, hit austin reeves DeAndre Ayton was just angry and wanted to look over a guy, and he was there, and Patrick Beverly saw him, and that's it. That's all it was. But it, as Trey said, the important thing is the Lakers are playing good competitive basketball, the best 5'11 team in NBA history. <laughs> I don't care. But uh, they are, they're 5'10 coming in. Obviously, the, the Anthony Davis line is is ridiculous what he was doing yeah. out there, 37 and 21, five steals and five blocks. Mm. So close to a 5x5. Five five. What do you need, oh, three so assists? Cl- he needed three assists. Will this keep up? That's that's the the question mark. They were the ones playing harder, I think, than the Suns. Even though the the free throw discrepancy, of the Suns will be upset about thirty five to five. Uh, the Phoenix Suns only f- shot yeah. five free throws. They should worry about that. That that to me is their biggest worry in the postseason: getting easy buckets, getting just free points from the the free throw line. I think that's where DeAndre Ayton uh, is. is it's supposed to be that guy. It's supposed to be the guy who goes gets six free throws a game. So I think that's where they should be frustrated. But all in all, nice to see the Lakers play a competitive basketball game. Yeah, uh, yes, AD a monster, but this looked like the Lakers that came out of the gate and couldn't win any games because they can't hit a three. Four of 22 from three last night. And then you compare that to the Suns, who, yeah, they didn't hit many free throws because they didn't shoot many. 16 for 34 from downtown for Phoenix. I mean, that is a massive discrepancy there. So the Lakers advantage at the free throw line. The Suns the advantage, obviously, from three-point line. So, you know, LeBron coming back in theory by Friday, they're saying, is a possibility. Uh, Probably at some point this weekend. Can AD stay aggressive? And can things sort of, like, go through him? Because he is balling. And can LeBron help out a little bit in the three-point department? Because he was brutal before he went out with injury. Having one of his worst... uh, years for shooting the three-pointer at least so we know who we'll they see. are though they can't hit threes we know that well this is there there's a move out there to be made let's go there's uh lots of perimeter players eric gordon is available there's lots of guys who can hit threes and they ain't that expensive somebody they know that they can't do it <laughs> up and down the roster they they just need some help so i don't know why they're waiting because this next stretch a loss of the suns is obviously fine but this these yeah. next uh, I think it's I mean three four games here. I know it's it's only three four games, but they're important. They really are because it, it's even though they can just go on a streak. I don't know. I, it feels like they just need some help. Come on, Rob. Let's Sun, do it. Suns are nine and one at home uh, this season, and. 
they now sit atop the Western Conference standings when it comes to win percentage uh, ahead of the Utah Jazz. Caught me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Phoenix just going about their business. I mean, Booker and Mikhail, Mikhail Bridges is playing great. I think we'll get to Cameron Payne a little bit later when we have our Thanksgiving-themed questions. like to bring him up. But, uh, yeah, they're rolling here without Chris Paul uh, continuing to rack up the wins. Final game last night, guys. Pistons snap a seven-game skid with the 110-108 win over the Nuggies. They go into Denver. And they get the win. And this was Denver with a lot of their guys back. All their guys. Yeah. This is a bad loss for the Nuggets. Yeah. The bench did nothing in this game. Absolutely nothing. Basically what was happening was Denver would build a lead with Jokic, get him the ball all the time. He had an awesome game coming back from COVID protocols. And then they would blow it almost as soon as he checked out of the game. Two massive runs uh, for the Pistons bench in the first half. A 10-0 and a 9-0. Two in the second half as well. 11-1, 8-0. I put a lot of it on Jamal Murray. I thought he had a real stinker of a game here. No urgency from him. And there were a lot of lineups where it was him and four bench guys. And he just didn't seem to be getting the Nuggets into the offense quickly. He didn't seem to be very uh, aggressive going to the hoop. I fin- think he finished with as many turnovers as makes. Three of each. You know, it's his first game back after missing a couple of games as well, so probably chalk it up to not knowing they were going to be playing until that day. But, I don't know, weird stuff from the Nuggets. And, I mean, their starting lineup is great. It fits incredibly well. But as we talked about quite a few times over the summer, they cheaped out on the bench. You can see the effect it's having because as soon as Jokic goes to the pine, it's kind of dicey out there. They don't know how they're going to score. They don't play much defense. Not a lot of size. So it's, uh, it's tough. It's, uh, you know, there are more starters around to help out Jokic this year, which I think he's enjoying that and pacing himself a little bit. But he's still going to have to basically be MVP level for them to be a championship contender. It is worrisome. It doesn't feel like they are a championship team without a decent bench. I, I totally agree. They really miss Monte Morris, who they cheaped out on. He could have been running that, that second unit. And they just got run up and down the floor. The play by Kevin Knox at the end of the first quarter for the Pistons in their teal. I mean, Alec Burks was scorching hot. Just, just, I mean, he could be a match for the Lakers, unfortunately. I don't want to talk about the Lakers anymore. But anyway, he's 20, he had 21 off the bench. And when Kevin Knox has a game like 8 of 11 uh, for 17, that just means your bench isn't working all that well. So that's the worrisome part for the Nuggets. Yeah, it doesn't look like a championship. Who is the team. backup big they could go get? 10 to 12 minutes out of because that's really <laughs> what they need you guys are saying, like Bruce Brown is a good bench player I mean yeah, you talked yeah. him up non-stop heading into the season as did I Bones Highland is good off the bench that's yeah. his role he right had a now bad, he, he had, had a bad, bad, game. bad game yesterday I think this was a classic hey Thanksgiving's tomorrow mm-hmm. and uh, hey the Pistons are here tonight well that'll be an easy win oh, all our guys are back and they totally overlooked this one but man DeAndre Jordan is not the answer which everybody knew and for some reason Denver still acquired him uh, like who could it be just to get into this. Like, that's all they need. Jokic has to sit for 10 minutes a game, and that's just somebody come and, like, hold down the, the fort there. Denver has a game today. That was not their Thanksgiving <laughs> true, game. True, this true. is it. But uh, I, I agree. I, DeAndre Jordan is the perfect third center. High-fiving in the locker room. He shouldn't <laughs> be high-fiver. That's what he is right now. He shouldn't be playing major minutes at all. And he came in and f- was fine when Jokic was out. Uh, who can when he was get, out, out, yeah, yeah, when but he was out, in out. his backup role, I mean, he goes and like, it's like every game where he comes off the bench, it's like Jokic is out there and it's like plus ten, plus fifteen, and then it's like the ten minutes DeAndre Jordan plays, it's the exact opposite, it's like minus ten or minus fifteen, and then the score is close, and it's like, oh, that's where we lost. Uh, maybe he's thinking about his stuffing recipe or his turkey recipe. I know he's into cooking, and maybe that was uh, that's on his brain. I know a lot of people are stressed out right now. DeAndre Jordan? Yes, DeAndre Jordan. Oh, jeez. He's done some Bon Appetit videos. <laughs> yes, he has. I did watch that. <laughs> he did one like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going on that. <laughs> still getting the clicks for that, eh? Well, he's upset with what happened to Bon Appetit. He was scheduled to do more, I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I-, I thought the whole bench just was poo-poo but i agree they they do need a backup big i'm I'm not any ideas i'm not scouring the no no no, they messed up get back to michael green (laughs) no they messed up letting everybody they let green go they let monte morris go and that was part of the trade the trade for kcp but still you know they should have replaced him uh murray had a brutal game but he did have a nice intentionally missed free throw there at the end yep which i think gordon should have swung that right back to Jamal. I think there was enough time to probably do that. Um, but he missed it perfectly to the right. I don't know if he meant to miss to the right, but uh, Gordon went and got it, and then he sort of like he had a look. just ch- chucked it up right away. Yeah, he did. Uh, possibility for a game-tying jumper. I thought there was enough time that he could have passed that back to Jamal. 
Uh, but maybe yep. not. There was like three seconds. Was tight. Seconds. Yeah. Uh, but good win there for the Pistons who needed it. Their first win on the road this season. I think there's only one team left in the NBA that doesn't have a road win. The Lakers. That's correct. Wow. Yeah. Best 5'11". <laughs> best, best winless road team of all time? <laughs> yeah. You think? What do you think? So, uh... What are they at home? Okay, I don't care. Yeah, they well, we got uh, five wins at home. They're like five, five, and, five and zero and six. That's bad because they've had a home heavy schedule. This is bad. This is bad. Yeah, I, that, and, that, and I'm not buying the AD carrying them for a long stretch here because the schedule is going to get real tough mm-hmm. after a few games, and obviously they need uh, Mr. LeBron to come back. But you're relying on those two guys way too much. They need some. They need help. They could use Monte Morris. They could use anybody uh, in the backcourt. Well, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into some Thanksgiving-themed questions, so don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time sounds like a real game changer if you ask us Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back in the Classic Factory, we're just talking about how the Nuggets need to go get themselves a, a backup big. Somebody give them 10, 15 minutes off the bench when Jokic has to sit. Some great suggestions being thrown around in the stream team. Get Boogie Cousins back in Denver. <laughs> What about Dwight Howard? He's killing it in Taiwan. Bring him back to the U.S. Shooter. Whiteside <laughs> being thrown around. Uh, the Magic. They have a bunch of bigs. Can't you go get one of them? Maybe Mo Bamba or something like that? Uh, yeah, they they, Well, they already trade. had Bull Bull. Maybe misused them. <laughs> Botched it. Yep. Um, so great suggestions there from the stream team. Well done, yeah. stream team. Yeah, the Magic, is that, that makes sense. Mm, it does. It does. Um, let's uh, get to some Thanksgiving-themed questions here because this is our final show of the week for No Dunks. I just want to know, guys, which team you're most thankful for. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, let's just be. Uh, let's just show our love to the NBA. I'm most thankful for the OKC Thunder this season. Okay. Uh, a bunch of reasons. I think they give hope to a lot of the uh, the teams at the bottom that are trying to make their way up, mm-hmm. and uh, I, th- I think they're the leader of that bunch. Uh, they make everything more enjoyable. I think amongst. If if you're one of those bottom feeder teams in the NBA looking to take that next step, you just look at OKC. And uh, to me, I'm I'm also uh, loving them because they just make the viewing experience a lot better. OKC's like that uh, that tipping point. If they're bad, uh, you know, every game in OKC could be bad, and I, it, it's just a much enjoy more enjoyable experience. Again, you're one of those bottom feeder teams. You look at this team and you try and try and get better and try and become one of those teams because they are, have been looked at as that team that's trying to tank. But nobody's tanking in the NBA this season, which I'm also thankful for, it sure feels like. And also Shea Gilgis-Alexander on a day where Canada's playing in the World Cup. Can't wait yeah, till Shea is leading uh, the Canadians in a big basketball tournament because he is the, he's the Canadian star. Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, I, for a second I thought you meant Shea Gilders-Alexander was going to play soccer for oh. uh, Canada, but nah, I got what you're saying. I don't saying. plan it. I don't plan on it, but I know I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah, that's also going to be a much better tournament experience for me when Canada's balling. If he's leading the team, that's a totally different team. Is Canada going to win today versus Belgium, number two in the world? We're going to be the new they're, Saudi Arabia. They're plucky, aren't they? That's damn right. Going to shock the world, I man. Full of upsets know. this tournament already. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter because Argentina can still make the next round. No, who cares? I don't care about them. I just want Canada to win. Belgium's good, though. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Uh, Trey, which NBA team are you most thankful for? Or which World Cup team are you most thankful for? I haven't watched a minute of the World Cup. Oh, wow. Shouldn't have it on while basketball's <laughs> happening. It's, on it's not. My take. <laughs> yeah, it's all during no, the No, during the, during the NBA <laughs> season. I can only follow oh. one sport during the NBA season. Yeah. It's the NBA, so let me know who wins. Okay. 
Will do. Yeah, Check back know. in a month. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I'm sure it'll still be happening. Sacramento Beams, obviously, are the team to be thankful for. They're a great story, and they're super fun to watch. I also think... Uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. I can't believe you... Well, actually, I can believe you made this meme, uh, Jerome, because I thought you would in my head. Uh, Beam <laughs> Magazine with De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis on the front. Just like Slam Magazine back in the day. And that's why I think it's awesome that the Kings are good. Because nostalgia is a big deal at Thanksgiving. And this Kings team plays like the Kings team that everybody loved back in the day. They're offense first. They pass the ball a ton. And they're led by a point guard and a power forward. It's like 2002 all over again. I guess 2005 is the year that they're referencing the most right now. But between the beam and the Kings actually being fun to watch, I think they are the team to be thankful for. Because what if they were like... What if they were like a Detroit Pistons-style defense first team? Not nearly as fun. Right. Having a team that's scoring 130 night is very, very, very cool. Yeah, I have the Kings down as well for the team I'm most thankful for. Um, a quick story time here. And I've shared a little bit about this on the show before, but back in the mid-90s, my buddy Grish, your buddy Grish, our buddy Grish, who I grew up with. So we're like, we're talking, you know, grade grade 8, 9, on like middle of the 90s. So like 94, 95. Every year before the start of the season, he would always be like, Golden State Warriors, watch out for the Golden State Warriors. They're going to go all the way this year. Look at the talent. Young Sprewell, you got Tim Hardaway Jr., you had Mullen still, you got Gugliotta. Then they were drafting like Joe Smith and all this. And like they had talent, and you got really excited. They seemed cool. But every year of the mid-90s Warriors were a disappointment. Every year. And you convinced yourself every year he would, and I'd get on board. And they would win like 26 games, and then they win like maybe 36 games, and they win like 30 games, and then they were winning even less. And it was bad. And I feel like the Kings of recent years, I've turned into my buddy Grish with them. Like every preseason show going, oh, watch the Kings, man. Look at these moves they made. Oh, they're going to be good. De'Aaron Fox. I mean, the, the comparison to him would be like a Spreewell in the sense like the numbers are there. He's super electric. And it just would never translate into wins. So it's nice finally they're 10-6, and six. it's still early, but that they're actually coming through here. What the mid-90s Warriors could not do for my buddy Grish, the Sacramento Kings, the beam team, is coming through at least this season, uh, which is fun to see because they've just been bad for so long, and you want to get excited about them, and you want to like talk up players on their team even, or people are like, nah, De'Aaron Fox sucks, nah, he's not any good. And you're like, well, yeah, okay, they're not winning, but he is talented. Once more players come in, there is something there to this guy. Um, so, yeah, I'm thankful for them, that they're finally winning. Shout out to my buddy Grish <laughs> and, his, and his Chris Webber jersey <laughs> that he would definitely rock. That was a popular jersey in the 90s. Big time. Yeah, big, time. big time. Oh, yeah. I'm still hoping that Quincy Doobie is going to pan out. Uh, <laughs> just a great name, yeah. Sacramento Kings draft pick, late. He was drafted by the Kings, right? I, I he was feel. a king for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think he was a number 28 pick. Anyways, yeah, there's – I say Quincy Doobie because there's a bunch of guys that haven't worked out there. It feels good. It feels good to see De'Aaron Fox just pull up, stroke it right now, uh, the way he's hitting threes too. Yeah, uh, yeah, he hit five last night. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous, uh, the percentage he's hitting to that, which it seems like uh, it'll come down a little bit. but No, it'll come down next year. Which year? He has one good year from three-point distance, then he has a bad year. Then he has one good year, then uh, a bad year. So yeah, next year, he will struggle from three-point distance. This year? Lock him in. He's money. It's looking good right now. Yeah. I'm also thankful for another thing. This is just a quick little one. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, before every one of their home games, they post a Memphis walk video of the entire team, like, walking down a very, very long hallway. And the dance is basically this the whole time, just back and forth. Kennedy Chandler, I think, is the guy who's leading it. The funny thing about it is that every single one of these videos is silent. Because I'm assuming they're listening to rap music that has a lot of bad words <laughs> right, in it. Sure. So you just see guys like vibing down the hallway mm-hmm. in complete silence. Oh. I love it. Worth checking out. All right. Very thankful for that. Very thankful. It's okay. a weird dance to be uh, doing a rap music. It feels <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> it's like this way, that way, this way, that way. Clear the aisle. Clear the aisle. Uh, what about this? Who's been the biggest turkey in the NBA this season? Are you looking at this uh, as, as a positive turkey or a negative turkey? I got a horrible answer. Trey, you go ahead. I, I got three answers. All right. Because I think the there's turkeys. three different turkey ways you could go. Yeah. yeah. Turkey like a fool, like an absolute clown yeah. out there. Uh, I mean, Kyrie Irving is the choice, followed closely by Jalen Brown, unfortunately. Yeah. The second way you could look at this is who's the big turkey out there, and it's got to be Alperin Shengun, the best Turkish player in the game right yep. now. 15 a game, eight rebounds, 54% from the field. 
sixth in field goal percentage on post-ups. You know I love post-ups. Uh, or, and my final answer, you can go the showstopper conversation piece. We were talking on is this good, yeah. like, you bring out that turkey, it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole table is based around it. Everybody's excited to see it. That's Steph Curry. 32 points a game, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, 53-45-90 from the field. Turkey is the face of Thanksgiving. Steph's the face of the league. He's a champion four times. He's now a finals MVP, and somehow he's still getting better and better every single season. Like, we barely had him in our MVP talk yeah. when we were picking our one-month-in awards. Meanwhile, Zach Lowe and Kevin Pelton have him as the number one guy or the number two guy. So, yeah, I think Steph Curry, uh, he is the turkey in a good way. Like a 28-pound <laughs> turkey cooked perfectly. Yeah, it's it, like, yeah, those are incredible numbers. I mean, the reason he's not at the top of the MVP discussion is just because his team is sub-500, mm-hmm. right? That's the only reason. But, yeah. Jesus, it's unbelievable, those numbers. That's yeah. a good turkey. It's a good turkey. <laughs> I like those. Turkey. I like those three I breakdowns. Tur- turkey. Yeah. yeah, I went good turkey as well. You did? Yeah. Who's your good I'm turkey? I'm positive. I feel positive right now. I'm looking forward to eating turkeys, and I look forward to watching Brooke Lopez play. I'm, Brooke Lopez is my gobbler. Number one. <laughs> number one. He gobbles up every single shot. He blocks shots. He rebounds shots. I think he's probably chased a turkey before. I think, I think, I think a good nickname could be the gobbler, gobble, gobble, something for, like that for him. I think he likes turkey a lot, uh, and uh, I, th- I think he's turkeys are to me. Uh, seeing him out in the wild at times, I don't think they're going to be fast, just like Brook Lopez. I don't think he's going to be fast, but he's fast. He, he, I know he's not like typical. Like, do you think run he could beat you in a race? Yeah, a million percent. Brooke Lopez? You don't think you could beat him? De- like, no. End to end on a basketball court? No. Yeah, he's got long, long right. legs. Yeah. I guess there's a nah, nah. I don't think so. I, wow, I'm not going to put myself know. in the category of professional basketball player. I think he is. I think he can do it. Yeah, he, yeah. You might be right. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah. Uh, I think he can do it. I believe in that turkey. Uh, he he could do it, and and he'd be great in a turkey costume. Uh, I don't know. I'm just pushing some some Brooke Lopez propaganda because I sure. think I want him to be defensive player of the year. Uh, the way he's he's holding it down for the Brooklyn or the Brooklyn Nets. He used to be a Brooklyn Net. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> wow, it's just weird. It's just a weird thing to think back. He was a New Jersey Net. This guy's been around forever, just like the turkey. <laughs> Is Brooke Lopez going to make the All Star team? That's a hell of a gap, right? That would be a huge gap, one of the biggest in uh, NBA, NBA history. That's right. If I'm not mistaken. That's right. It's. Uh, uh, I don't Drew think he'll Holiday. be. An yeah, but he could. He could win Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, he doesn't score yeah. enough, I guess. Um, but if you if if he scores 16, he's he's never been in that consideration for the the second Milwaukee Buck that no. takes it. Right. 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 Bledsoe was part of that conversation behind uh, <laughs> yeah. Chris Middleton, who made it. Now it'll probably go to drew but no i think i think if there is a second buck that looking at it now he'll probably be the one. Oh, okay uh well here's a fun question for you to throw some propaganda i think on some players that maybe don't get talked about enough which player has been the canned cranberry to their team's feast this year this was a question we had last year somebody sent this in i remember <laughs> uh what this means canned cranberry is someone who's Reliable, I guess. Surprisingly still around. <laughs> Squarely meeting expectations. It's a little bit of like an under-the-radar glue guy, I guess. That's the cranberry. It's pretty sticky like glue. <laughs> sure. Uh, so who do you have, Trey? Who you got as your canned cranberry here? I got three dishes of cranberry. <laughs> Two of them came in a can. Harrison Barnes and Miles Turner. These guys have been in trade rumors, it feels like. Since they arrived at their teams, yeah. four and a half seasons now for Harrison Barnes. Miles Turner is in his eighth year, but somehow they stuck around long enough that their teams are good now. And maybe they'll be sticking around like, why would you trade Miles Turner at this point? Surely for the picks, but he looks okay next to Tyrese Halliburton and Ben Matherin. Whereas Harrison Barnes was instrumental in the Kings actually hanging on to that victory last night. Slow start to the season, but he's turning it on. And I would say Tobias Harris is homemade cranberry sauce. <laughs> He's a little bit better than these guys, I think. Harrison Barnes and Miles Turner, also a little bit more important to the team. But the Sixers are still always trying to trade him. He was literally in trade rumors up until the game last night when he was the leading scorer. And he put the team on his back in their win last night. So, Tobias Harris, just like homemade cranberry sauce. Actually pretty good. Just don't think about it. (laughs) Great call. 
Love those picks. Who do you got <laughs> as your canned cranberry? <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, I'm calling Mason Plumley some canned cranberry because he's got to get a, get out of the way. Get off the table. Make room for a better <laughs> sauce. Oh, you're and, looking at this. Uh, I mean, different ways. Yeah. yeah. I get out of the way for Mark Williams, their first-round draft pick. It's time. Uh, John Hollinger wrote about it. Also, plums, cranberries, plumly. Yeah, uh, sure. some, there's yeah, something like there. Get out of there. Harrison Barnes is always the, the answer to this to this question, <laughs> seemingly crazy, for man. years. He's still there. He's still doing it. And I know Udonis Haslam doesn't play basketball, um, <laughs> but he's, on, he's still there. He's one. on a roster. He's the oldest player in the NBA. He was born in 1980. What? 1980. Wow. Yeah, feel, same here. <laughs> yeah. You're still around. Yeah. Udonis Haslam is still around, just like that can of cranberry sauce deep in the pantry that was probably born in 1980 as well. This guy's still doing it. So, yeah, I got a, I got a few there. Barnes is like, man, he's good. He's, he's too good, I think, to be cranberry sauce to me. <laughs> I'm a cranberry sauce liker. Yeah, okay. see, that's the I thing. Love it. Some yeah. people yeah. love it. Yeah, it's 50-50, I think. Uh, I got a couple guys to add. Um Cameron Payne, I think, is my canned cranberry right interesting. now. Interesting. Because Cranberry Payne. <laughs> what you like what you really want and it's interesting because he struggled at the start of the season. He was really, really bad. And we thought maybe this guy had peaked, like in the twenty one playoff run, uh, because he wasn't that great last year too. Had a lot of injuries, but he's now come into the starting role because Chris Paul's missed like seven games. And I mean, what more could you ask for from a backup point guard to that get slotted into the starting lineup? Then 19 points per game, 44% shooting, 45% from deep, 6.5 assists, 3.5 boards, a steal. He doesn't turn the ball over a ton, so he's very Chris Paul-like. That's amazing. And they haven't really missed a step with Chris Paul not being in there. So that's just like kudos to him. I saw Bright Side of the Sun point out wisely, I thought, that his contributions, along with Torrey Craig's contributions, who's been slotted into the starting lineup with Cam Johnson missing time, it buys Phoenix sort of valuable time in the sense that they don't need to, like, panic trade Jay Crowder because like if they were losing and reeling here a little bit maybe you're more inclined to like we got to trade Jay Crowder for some help but they don't really need to you know they don't need to flip him they should and they will I'm sure but they don't need to because the team's playing really well and a big part of that is because of campaign and Tory Craig and there's no pressure or urgency because of the way they play it so campaign balling as a starter those are damn good numbers My yeah, I've, got, I've got him as gravy actually because Ooh, I, I thought like he that. was terrible I thought he was a terrible, terrible player when he was the Bulls. He was literally their tank commander. So the fact that he's been able yeah. to have an effective and productive and instrumental NBA career late in, like, as he's gone on, I thought he was just going to be dancing with Russell Westbrook. I thought that was Cameron yeah. Payne's career highlight. So everything after that, it's gravy. That's gravy. It's gravy. <laughs> uh, and the final one, and we should have probably brought up his name when we were talking about the Nets' uh, piss-poor performance last night, Utah Watanabe. He has been really good for them. Oof. And, you know, they missed him in that game against Philly. Shooting 57.1% from three, leading the league. I love that this guy was, like, well-respected in Memphis to, like, a fan favorite in Toronto to, like, what, an unsung hero, I guess, with Brooklyn. Like, uh, one of their favorites now, uh, also a fan favorite. Durant talking about how much, like, they love his energy and he's hitting big shots for them and all that. And they, they, they need a guy like that. That, of course, if you can hit threes, whew, that's money. But somebody just plays a little hard and, like, maybe, you know, gets their nose in for a ball every once in a while and hits the hits the floor. So he's been he's been great. 57% from three. Pretty impressive. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a serious cranberry. <laughs> yeah, and he's changed his uh, form on his yeah. shot. He's, yeah. he's firing it off. I love when he shoots. Especially it's a, it's a lefty. It feels like there's not a lot of lefty shooters. Now, there are enough. I know the Knicks start a billion of them, but I don't know. Like three-point shooters, like fireballers from three-point land. There's not a lot of lefties, it feels mm. like. Brunson, Barrett. Luther Kennard. Yeah. Michael Red. Michael, Michael Red. Those like my top two yeah. lefty shooters. And they don't shoot a lot. Like there's not right now. What, what's know? cool about Watanabe Harden. is like he's <laughs> Michael in Michael Red's he's, not shooting. <laughs> He's Luke. in the league because he plays hard. Like, he just plays harder than everybody. But you yeah. know at some point, someone's like, if you want to, like, have an NBA career and maybe make some money, like, hit a three-point – like, add a three-point shot to your game in today's league and you will – you'll get minutes and you'll get paid. Uh, and you worked on it. Like, like you said, he, like, like completely changed his shot. And uh, so far, so good. I mean, Jesus, 57%. It's incredible. 60% from the floor. So – 
it's uh it's cool to see and he's like i mean he makes next to nothing i think he under had, two yeah what that, like that's not even guaranteed right what for this season yeah like there's a there's a date here coming oh, up uh, something like that oh, really? i mean that would be silly not to pick up i guess is he or rui achimura more popular in japan i think watanabe is coming for rui's oh. top top well, top billing top billing listen the lakers should trade for utah watanabe everybody i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm in that Gotta mode. figure out a way to get them Every player to the Lakers. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm in that mode. Uh, they're on TV 30 times a year, on national TV 30 times a year, and you don't have to watch them. I I, I don't have to watch them. Right. I've got to, but still, I'd want them to be better because it's scary. It's we're at a scary point here with the Lakers. They could be bad very soon, and we're gonna have to watch them. Quick trivia: yeah. three lefties in the top 20 for three point percentage this, this season. Year. Yes, this season. This season. Okay. One of them is leading the league in three point. Utah shooting. Watanabe. Yes, one of them was mentioned. Led the league in three point shooting. I think last year. Bernard Dog. Okay. Oh, that's Bernard. Bernard. He did. Yeah, yeah, that was an easy one. Yeah. Um, and then number nineteen, a surprising player to be in the top twenty here. I think uh, has been a great signing. Jalen Brunson still. Nope. Great for the signing. Chicago Bulls. Oh, Goran. Goran Dragic. Wow. That's wow. right. 44% from three. There right you now. go. We need more lefties. Three out of 20 is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final cue here. Thanksgiving themed question. Which four current NBA players are you inviting over for Thanksgiving? I don't know why it was four. <laughs> <laughs> Five still at the table. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, so who wants to go first? Which four current NBA players are you inviting? To the Mellis household. Well, I'm bringing Yanis, not not just because he's a Greek, but I I think he loves stuffing. I'm a hundred percent sure. <laughs> I think he likes wet bread, because he yeah. was poor in Greece, and that's poor food. Wet bread is poor sure, food. Sure, sure. Uh, been there. My my grandparents been there, done that. I know he likes a paximadi, just like the rest of us. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Brooke Lopez. I I think he he'd be the perfect one-two combo with Yanis Tetacumbo in terms of the conversation. We talked about it on Is This Good? How are you setting up your table? How 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 are you diagramming this blueprint of conversation? I think Yanis and Brooke together would be great. And then I got real look Luke Corny here with my last ones. Uh it's not it's not Thanksgiving without some corny jokes. So uh Luke Cornette, Luke Corn on the cob, he's coming. Uh Cade Canningham and uh Darvin Ham, of course. Oh, Darvin Ham is oh, yeah. a given. Yeah, so there's okay. some jokes. Okay. Canningham. Trey, what are you, who are you inviting? Uh I was gonna invite Brooke Lopez. You think you'll be able to make both? <laughs> you know, like when you go to uh, like your parents' house and then to your in-laws if they live close. Sure. Yeah. You so yeah, Brooke, yeah. Brooke will stop by for lunch and they'll come over uh, for dinner at our place, I guess. Okay. Because we're also inviting Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, and Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, big boys! Oh, big meaty oh. men. <laughs> That's why you could only invite four. We're just talking four. about post moves. That's it. We're just going to talk about post moves and smashing into people because these are four smashing gentlemen here. They love to lower the shoulder and bully ball. I just like post moves. You're going to have no leftovers at that Thanksgiving Good. too with those. Yeah, excellent those dudes. Excellent. Might have some uh, I only need one day of leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one day of leftovers yeah. is perfect. I agree. Unfortunately, you usually end up with like. Two to six weeks of leftovers after <laughs> Thanksgiving. And you're like, okay, I guess I guess I'll eat some more wet bread. Happy New Year! All right, pull out the turkey. Here we go. Let's finish this thing off. Uh, I asked Nora for for uh, who she wanted to invite this year. I said, you do it. All right, I'm tired of inviting the NBA guys. Okay, so this is Nora's list and her reasons. Giannis was number one. I said, why? Why do you want him there? He'd bring positive energy, and she felt like he would be very thankful. I think that's I, and I was like I yeah. think that's a I Great. think that's fair I think you're right uh, Shea Gilders Alexander got the second invite only reason he was he's Canadian <laughs> so, okay. you know so Canadians what's... keep Canadians close okay 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 so that was why then uh, then she started struggling then she started getting angry with me and started saying I don't know anyone else I said you do know other people what do you mean no I don't anyway Serge Ibaka got an invite fashion reasons. Okay. Fashion. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Which she could also talk to Shea Gildos Alexander, I said, about. Uh, you know, he's fairly fashionable, but he's a young man's fashion. I feel like young Serge man's is an old fashion. Man's fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nora wants to talk fashion with He'd him. He'd bring a non-traditional dish as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bull penis is showing up on that <laughs> on that table for sure. I eat it. <laughs> he brings it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Slice me up some of that penis, please, Serge. And then the final one, <laughs> bull she penis. said, she bull, said bull uh, pick anyone from the Utah Jazz. <laughs> so I, I went with Lowry Markinen. And I said, why? Why are we inviting someone from the Jazz? 
because everyone on Real Housewives Salt Lake City keeps <laughs> referencing the Utah Jazz. And she nice wants one. to know more nice about one. that and why. Yeah. More about that. They're coming up a lot on, on the Real Housewives SLC. Do you know about this? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's some apparently weird Utah Jazz uh, storyline or something. I don't know. Excellent. Yeah. I heard it's the most uh, dramatic of the Yeah, Housewives. that's what she says too. Salt Lake it's the City. Best. I think uh, Adrian Maloof. Used to be on Housewives way mm. back in the day, but uh, you know, their empire went under. They had to sell the team. Uh, so right, right, right. She gone. <laughs> yeah, I, Sorry, I don't Adrian. know what's going on. Someone in the stream team, tell me what's going on with Real Housewives, Salt Lake City, <laughs> and the Jazz course. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe it was tickets or someone that worked there. I don't know, but apparently they keep coming up. Utah Jazz. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what the stream team does here. I don't know what the Venn diagram is for No Dunks fans and Salt Lake City Housewives. There's a real Housewives of Utah. Sounds like the whitest show of all time, says Rap Stallion. <laughs> it does, yes, does sound like it. It's surprisingly yes, but, not, I guess, but yeah. Anyway. All right, we'll what? get our answers. Uh, let's hear from all of you guys, both here in the stream team and all you podcast listeners, your answers for team you're most thankful for biggest turkey who is the canned canned cranberry excuse me and uh who are you inviting over which four current nba players are you inviting over we'll take our final break when we come back pick up results and tweet of the night don't go anywhere looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, we cracked the case. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I guess we're referencing the Utah Jazz because Whitney voiced rumors about Lisa sleeping with a man for Utah Jazz tickets. A blowy for tickets. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. Heard about it on Watch What Crappens. All right. So I think this is episode well, three of the most recent season. I might go in and watch. Dude. Just that part. That's part of my job. You want to do to a podcast on it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Actually, I do. One of the cast members heard about it on another show called no, no, Watch no. What Crappens? No, I, I was joking about the Watch What Crappens, <laughs> oh, which is a, a very famous like uh, Bravo podcast. Uh, these, these guys that recap oh, Bravo oh, episodes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever listened to that? I mean, I've heard it in our house. Yeah, Nora loves it. Uh, she loves so, it more than this so show. So the podcast. So they talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why she mentioned the, that's why the Utah Jazz had I, to I be mean, coming to Thanksgiving. I guess so. Yeah, that's why Lowry Markinen's coming to Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're going to be asking him about, did Lisa give a blowy to some <laughs> unknown man for Utah Jazz tickets? We'll get to the bottom of it. It's going to be a spicy Thanksgiving. Uh, all right, pick them results from last night. It was that Net Sixers game, and... Trey and I were convinced that Brooklyn was going to take care of business because the Sixers didn't have anybody. And you got Ben Simmons going back. You think they get him the win? That's Doc's catnip. Exactly. Doc Rivers and the Sixers <laughs> playing way harder uh, and way smarter to get the victory. So Task gets the, the dub. You're 5-10. and 10. I fall to 9-6. and six. Trey just under 500 at 7-8. and eight. What's tonight's game? 12 games, Sked. Well, let's not get cute. We could have an NBA Finals preview here. Wow. Whoa, whoa, and people whoa, excited whoa. about the Mavs? I know that's a little bit premature. I don't care. Dallas, Boston. I got to hype the game. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited for I, it. You're good at it. 12 game schedule, but this is the best one. And both have reasons to play great. Both coming off a loss. They're going to be angry. Both are rested. Both have the day off tomorrow, Thanksgiving. No one's playing. That's pigskin day. That's pigskin before turkey skin day. So uh, the Celtics, four and a half point favorites at home, which I think is the right line. I think that's yeah. a decent line. Yeah. Uh, myself and Trey think the Celtics will cover well. You got the Mavskeets. Why do you think yeah, the Celtics? I, I, I swerved. I'll be honest. You guys had your Celtics picks in there. But I just checked. I do like to see that it's on ESPN. I like to see that this is a Luka. nationally televised game for one Luka Doncic. Yes. 
dumb. But they had an embarrassing loss that they're coming off of yeah. losing to the Nuggets without Nikola Jokic out there. So, yeah. Well, the Celtics just lost to the Bulls without yeah. uh, Alonzo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Thanks for saying so that. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking Dallas to keep it close at, at the very least. But, wow, 12 games on tonight, eh? Mm-hmm. Whew. Feels like the NBA schedule is so weird to me. It's like there's either like three games on or twelve to fifteen games on. It's a lot of it's that like happening. going back yeah. and forth. That's a good point. Right? Well, well, they're being nice to the players. They have been over the last few years. You get to spend Thanksgiving yeah. with your families, although Christmas Day, no, that's not allowed. <laughs> You're working. Time. Yeah, yeah. For ten of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Tweet ah. Uh, Tweet of the night comes to us from an account called at good reddit, which is just random reddit questions. Yeah. Goes like this. It's from it's from the subreddit. No stupid questions. <laughs> My dad's 53 and practices basketball dribbling compulsively four hours per <laughs> night in our basement. And he doesn't say why. <laughs> why do you think he does this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also called like parody reddit is the like the username of this account, so I'm like is this just made via AI? Uh, oh, wow. No, it's real. Really? It's real. I went deep into the Reddits, and I found the responses to this question. The okay. number one most upvoted response, he does it to think. Dribbling's all about muscle memory, so he can do it without thinking about it. Okay, okay. 4.8 thousand votes up, but then I like the response immediately after that. I don't know. The Lakers are looking pretty terrible this year. Some are late bloomers. This could be his time. I smell a Disney movie. Dad's getting ready. <laughs> Another great response. I like this from Magneto Can. He does it to not think. Basketball's my escape to not have to think about the rest of life. That man is stressed. <laughs> to which somebody else responded, or the dude got crossed up at the gym a year ago and he's training to get his revenge one day. To which somebody else responds, or he owes the bank $50,000. And if he doesn't pay it back in a month, he loses the house. And just when everything seemed lost, he saw a flyer for a basketball tournament with a grand prize of exactly $50,000. Oh, well done. Great stuff. Why is this dad dribbling in his basement? <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> Why is that dad? Why is that dad in the driveway in a meat suit? I uh, was going to ask you guys. In Crocs. Um, I've been to your homes. Yeah. You got hard floors. You ever dribble in your house? No. Nah. No, 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 no. You guys got to take up dribbling in your house. <laughs> I don't mind. You can dribble a volleyball in my house. I wouldn't get upset. Softer. But I feel like a basketball. I'm doing damage. You're worried about damaging your floors? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. I no, am. man. Come on. Think yeah. about a basketball floor. It's, it's just too wood. loud, too. I don't know. Who are you bugging? <laughs> Nobody. Exactly. <laughs> Work on your handles. The worst part, though, is accidentally hitting the ceiling with the ball, because then it leaves a smudge. Oh. Then you got a smudge on your ceiling. You'll think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do recommend setting up cones in your house and working on your handles. <laughs> I've got. I've got a good house for that. You've got, got a really that nice open long straight. Yeah. <laughs> you can almost do sprints. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I might do that when I'm feeling a little bit better. Yeah, set up some cones. Uh, has anyone brought up the fact that this dad is a psycho killer and is probably like trying to like like uh, by bouncing a basketball down there while with with the other hand digging like a grave for the body he just killed like this is psycho material you think is it he's not? trying to throw people off with the sound they're like oh dad's just dribbling down there a little bit like he might have a machine <laughs> dribbling for all we know Four hours. We gotta is see long. this basement. Yeah. Four hours is a That's long way time. Too long. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> too an hour's long. <laughs> right. And then I saw that. Uh, yeah, this is just curious about. That. I, I'm. I, I just imagine it's unfortunate, but I think he's just avoiding his family. I guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> but also, also like, yeah, there's, uh, there's the possibility of you know you lie back and just shoot up a ball, whether it's tennis ball or whatever. That's his. Like, like the one commenter said, that's his. His chill out. That yeah, says yeah. relax. Chilling and dribbling. I liked uh, this one comment I saw I on like Twitter it. from Steel Toad. Four hours. Though. When men reach a certain age, a little bit of dribbling is to be expected. Ah, 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 ah. P dribble. Nice. Uh, that's a lot of dribbling for it. This guy yeah. must have quite the handle. I mean, you would imagine that this dad has the sickest handles of any 50 plus year old non NBA player. If he's working on four hours a day, you better be good. Mm hmm. <laughs> I work on mine one hour a day tops. The four hours is it's crazy. Yeah, I just I can't get over it. 
I just can't get over it sitting there for four hours. Do you think he splits it up like two hours right before work and two hours after work? Or is it all no. in the night? No, it's Works at nine night. to five, it's gets home, night. dribbles five to nine, oh. goes to bed. <laughs> Do it all again the next day. Jesus. Ball uh, is life. All right. Do you think he's ever tried the uh, trick where you put a plastic bag on the ball and try and dribble it to, to better your yes. handles? Yeah. Yes. I think he does that. All right, uh, let's hear your answers. What's uh, what's up with that dad in the basement dribbling for four <laughs> hours? Fun show. Let's call it there. New Is This Good podcast is available. That's a Thanksgiving-themed edition where we had some debates about the best pies. And like you said, uh, assigned seating is this good. And serving like a ham instead of turkey, you know, as your main protein is this good. It was, uh, it was a whole penis instead of a turkey. Wow. Controversial. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Show up to your house. All right. Dinner's ready. Take it off. Wow. Donger. I don't know. And you got to listen to the Guess What Crappens podcast. That's probably Watch not what it's Crappens. called. Watch, Watch What, what Crappens podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> While we're eating bowl bowl penis. I mean bowl penis. So go check out the Is This Good podcast. And Survivor fans, later tonight, yes, tonight, after the episode, Eastern uh, Time, we are going to jump back here in the Classic Factory, Trey, JD, and myself, to recap uh, the Survivor episode, episode 10, tonight. We're going to do that before we head into, obviously, the holiday break. So, yeah, should we get into Survivor airing times? But Survivor on the West Coast airs yeah, later. Yeah, airs, yeah. Well, it airs at a... Weird, yeah. Yeah, it's not airing at 5 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. so people could listen oh, to... you got to avoid you, Twitter, you got to avoid yeah. their show, you got to avoid streams and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. really cool. So we will be live on the No Buffs YouTube account. Let's call it around 9.30, 9.40-ish, I'm sure. Uh, so join us then. We'll probably do a live tree mail tonight. So if you want to get your questions answered jump in that live stream on YouTube and then of course the podcast will get posted but that's it for No Dunks this week guys thanks for having me back hopefully I didn't infect you mm. <laughs> uh, we'll see you tomorrow yeah we'll find out at Thanksgiving if I didn't infect you today I'm infecting you guys tomorrow for sure uh, but we'll be back on Monday here in the Classic Factory when it comes to the basketball show so uh, keep your eyes and ears out for those YouTube shorts like Tess said <laughs> lots of good content still coming over the next couple days alright Clipper Bros you heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us. And remember, just just in, Thanksgiving's canceled. Oh, damn. I'm sick. Oh, damn. <laughs> Embrace the weekend, people. Embrace the turkey or the ham or the bull penis. <laughs>